Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. If you've ever wondered what it would look like to drastically change your finances in the spirit of bettering your future, then today's episode I think is really going to resonate with you. If you've never heard of Sammy Womack, you are in for a real treat. I hate when people say that, but it's kind of true. Sammy is the brains behind a sunny side up life. She's a budgeting coach, host of the Chart Topping podcast, and runs a growing YouTube channel. Her family story of paying off $490,000 of debt has been featured on numerous major platforms. Sammy began this journey back in 2014 with her high school sweetheart, Daniel, and their three daughters. Since then, they've taken control of their finances, did a major housing down size, became debt-free, cash-flowed vehicle, and have recently purchased 18 acres to build their dream home in East Texas. Now, one of the cool things about this episode is that Sammy is very vulnerable. She talks about how she started budget coaching with a focus on moms, her rock bottom moment where she really started to reach out for help and found the debt-free community space, what downsizing from 3,200 square feet to a 600 square foot rental was like. Now, remember, Sammy's got a big family why it's okay for your financial priorities to look different than others, how Sammy knew she couldn't afford the lifestyle she was previously living before they did all of the crazy downsizing and life changes, how to effectively approach pulling yourself out of a financial crisis, why adding income can often be more effective than finding places to cut back, We talk about budgeting techniques and how to be realistic with your budgeting strategies, as well as being efficient with your time, and ultimately how Sammy recognized financial freedom in her life after a tire blowout. This was such a fun episode. I know there were a ton of takeaways for me. Personally, I really loved hearing her story of struggle and how she really pulled herself out of it through some pretty drastic changes. Like from looking from the outside, these changes could seem a little insane or a little crazy, but it was what was best for her and her family. So I really hope that this episode resonates with you. If it does, do me the biggest favor, take a screenshot of this and tag me on Instagram. I'm at Whitney underscore Hanson underscore co. And let me know that you're listening in. It's always so much fun to see who's listening, to connect with you, to say hi to you, and just to thank you for your podcast support. All right, without further ado, I'm going to turn the mic over to this really fun conversation with my friend, Sammy Womack. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be joined by my online friend, Sammy. Sammy, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. 
Likewise, I am so stoked to have you on the show. So for everybody that hasn't heard of you and what you do, tell us a little bit about like the 30,000 foot view of who you are and what you do. Yeah. So like you said, I'm Sammy. I am a wife and a mother. I have three girls. I am also a homeschooling mom. So I am home literally all day, every day with all of my kids. We are from East Texas. We recently just bought 18 acres of land and we're about to start building our dream house. It has been a long financial journey. We've been on our debt-free journey for, gosh, like eight years now. It's about the time my middle daughter was born. So I always have to remember like how old she is. And But it's been about eight years. We started out with almost a half a million dollars worth of debt. We are debt-free except for our land now. And we are working on like building our net worth. My husband's goal is to retire when he's 50. So... We're on track for that. We have 14 more years and we're on track for him to retire by 50. And, you know, that is, that's just us as a family. And now I've taken this kind of what we learned and I've spent the last five years or so, you know, I started with like a lot of us do sharing our own journey on Instagram. And then that slowly grew into, you know, a budgeting course and worksheets. And then the past two years or so it's been coaching and, it's just grown and grown from there. Like I didn't plan on becoming a budgeting coach or <laughs> anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, once we started doing it, it was one of those things where I was like, I want to shout this from the rooftops. It changed our lives. It saved our lives. And everyone needs to know about this. And so here we are. And now I basically coach mostly women and a lot of moms, a lot of single moms, a lot of women that are still early in their adult years that are like, all right, I know I want to have a family at some point. I'm going to get a running head start. And I just, I love it. I love it so, so much. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I think that's all of it. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. I'm super yeah. stoked about your, your, I'm going to call it a homestead, but basically yeah. your 18 acres. That is incredible. Yeah. I'm, I am so excited. Like we have already had the land for a little over a year and, you know, COVID slowed us down and lumber prices slowed us down and it's been, you know, it has been a journey of patience, um, but we're getting there and we have a little pond and, you know, have oh. maybe some ducks and maybe some chickens. I don't know. We'll see. We'll this see is how so it goes, cool. Okay, yeah. so I've been like binge watching Homestead Rescue lately. This is almost embarrassing yeah. to say. Um, is that your intention? Like, are you guys trying to be like off the grid and like self sufficient? Somewhat. I mean, we are basically we have no visible neighbors. Our closest visible neighbors are cows, and Perfect. you know we already kind of like homeschool. We kind of already do this alternative lifestyle kind of thing. We already have to have a well out of necessity because we're out in the middle of nowhere, we're kind of like considering, okay, well, how can we have like a generator? Cause here in Texas, like we get hurricanes. Now we've started to get freezes the past couple of years. So we're just kind of like, how can we be a little self-sufficient and where do we balance that between, okay, but also like I run a business and also like I homeschool and I, totally. how many animals do I want to take care of? How much like of a garden do I want to take care of? It's a lot. It's a so, lot. We'll see. Maybe like as my kids get older, it'll grow more and more. But at least at least I want to start with like ducks because I've always wanted ducks. And That's so fun. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, I love this. So I, I'm really curious too. 
how did you guys, so you guys have been dating since high school. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Okay. So you've been together a very long time. A very long time. Have you? Like 18 years. (laughs) Okay. Tony and I are going on 18 years as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. So yeah. 18 years. More of my life with him than without him. Congrats, man. That's a long time. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And three kids later, right? Three kids. Yeah. Our oldest is almost 11. So yeah, we just, we had three kids in four and a half years and we did all the things that we had, you know, we had babies in the middle of paying off debt and we did it. Mm. And that's, that's really why I'm so passionate about helping families because helping moms specifically, because a lot of people are like, well, you know, either you did it before you had kids or you got to wait till they're out of the house. And there's a lot of people that are like, well, you know, my kids are young. I'm supposed to be broke. Like, no, these are some of the best years of your life. Mm. (laughs) You can do it. So that's, I just get so fired up about helping moms specifically. So I love that you you're doing that too. And I think that mindset is very prevalent. I see it a lot too with I mean, anybody I come into contact with, they're just like, oh, it'll, you know, I can do this later, that deferred life plan, when my kids are done, when the, you know, when they hit a certain age. But you are really kind of proving people that you don't have to wait. So yeah. walk me through. I'm curious about how did you guys get to the point where you're like, all right, we're fed up. Something has to change. Like, what was your line in the sand moment where you started getting your stuff together with money? Oh, yeah. So my husband actually works offshore. So he works like he's worked off the coast. He's worked in right now. He's in like New York Harbor kind of area. And so we're in Texas. And so that's, you know, flying across the country. He's gone for three weeks. He's home for three weeks. And so kind of our really like our rock bottom moment was our second daughter, who is almost eight now, was about to be born. And we couldn't afford that like last minute flight for him to come home because that was like an eight or nine hundred dollar flight. Wow. And she was a planned baby. So we're kind of like, we had to like a, about a year heads up that this was going to happen. And like, we really, we couldn't get our stuff together enough for after a year to save like $900. Are you kidding me? And so it was like, we maxed out our last credit card. We went over a couple hundred dollars over the limit, but it let us do it. Cause it was like that one charge and we did it. And then it was just kind of this moment, like we are parents to two kids. This is really ridiculous. It's really embarrassing. It's really pathetic. Like, what are we doing? And we're like, it's time to be real adults now. And we, from there, we, you know, it, of course it took a while because, you know, postpartum and everything's crazy. But once I kind of started feeling like myself again, she's about nine months old or so at this point, I was used to having two kids by then. And I'm like, all right, We've got to do something. And it started slow, like a lot of people. It started, you know, my husband wasn't on board. We were like, oh, you know, we'll just like pay off some credit cards. We're not going to be like those people who cash flow cars or (laughs) retire early. Like, we're not going to do anything crazy. We're just going to like get out of credit card debt. Sure. And then it just grew and grew. And we're like, we could really do this. You know, we were like, oh, we're going to just save like 10,000 to put a good down payment on our next car. And then it was like, or we could save a little bit more and like cash flow a $13,000 car. Oh, we can really do this. And like we just kept it just kind of organically just grew and grew. We let it build. We didn't go like super hardcore in the beginning. And then it just turned into, you know, if we sold our house, 
we could <laughs> really do this for real. And so that's what we did. We had a 3,000 square foot house. We sold it. We've been renting a two bedroom house for four and a half years. Whoa. And yeah, with all of us here homeschooling, like we're here all day and mm-hmm. we live in like a 600 or so square foot house. And we, you know, obviously it was, it's much, much cheaper For sure. <laughs> and it's allowed us to live below our means and kind of just get, we, we picked up, we kind of made up for lost time. We mm. cash flowed, like we've cash flowed two vehicles. Now we were on our second cash flowed boat. We cash flowed a camper. We saved up our down payment for our land. Like we're like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. We're going to really just start over. And our biggest thing is like when my husband is home, we want to go camping. We want to go on the boat. You know, we have all this. He's home for three weeks. Our kids are home all day. Like we can really do what we want. And we're like, you know what? We can kind of like make our own rules. We don't have to wait until the weekend. We don't have to wait until our kids are grown to have a boat. We can kind of do it now. And that's, you know, that turns into like, that's what I teach people. Like, what are your priorities? What is important to you in life? What fires you up? Okay, how can we do more of this? Right. <laughs> and we kind of just, we front loaded a lot of our retirement to like get us back on track for retirement and like just kind of build a solid foundation. And now we're like, all right, now we can get back to having like a normal sized house and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But it was worth it. You know, it was so worth it. Now we're on track for him to retire at 50. We're going to build our house. It's just crazy what what you can do in like seven or eight years, you know? Yeah. I mean, seven to eight years is a long time, but not really in the grand scheme. Not really. Yeah. And it hasn't, these honestly have been the best years of our lives. Like these past four years that we've been living in this tiny house, best four years of our life. It, it doesn't really feel like a sacrifice when you know why you're doing it, you know? Yeah. That's what I always tell people, like reconnect with your why. What is your, what's that vision? Where, where do you want to be in 10 or 20 years and how can you get there? And it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. Nobody made us do this. We chose to do it. It just, you know, it puts all the power back in your hands. And, you know, obviously I get very fired up about this, but. (laughs) No, I love it. I think it's awesome. I'm curious how you guys came to that vision and maybe even had the same vision because sometimes that doesn't always happen. One person's like, here's my vision. The other one's like, well, I was dreaming of a mansion. What are you talking about? 600 square feet. So how did you guys get that clarity? It was, it was hard at first, you know, and like I said, my husband wasn't really on board at first. He was kind of like, you know, he works really hard. He spends three weeks away from us. He misses Christmas. He misses birthdays. He misses funerals. Like he misses a lot of things. And it was kind of just this moment where he was more of like, I work really hard. I want nice things. I deserve them, you know? And I was like, yeah, you work really hard. We spend a lot of time away from each other. Let's have things that actually matter not mm-hmm. just like going out to eat new clothes, overpriced vehicles, not all the frivolous stuff. Let's have real stuff that actually like aligns with our values. And once he kind of started to see it, the first thing we actually cash flowed was a boat. It was like a 30, 30 year old $5,000 boat. This was not like a yacht or anything, but we live, we have lakes in every direction. We grew up, we both grew up on the lake. And once we did that, he was like, this is life. Like, this is living. Okay. You know, and we just kind of got on that. 
Um, and he wasn't really super excited about living in this house. He really still isn't. Yeah. Um, but I get my kind of crazy harebrained ideas and I start doing all the math and I'm like, look, this is where we could be. And he's like, okay, sure. I Nerd. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, um, okay, am I going to get my new truck this time? You know, whatever oh, month boy. it was and whatever year it was. And I was like, yeah, sure. If we move into this tiny house, you'll be able to cash flow your truck. And he's like, all right. <laughs> done. I yeah. love this so much. Okay. So let's dive into that because you've got your vision. You know that yeah. you guys want to be debt-free. You want to have more of the experiences it sounds like instead mm -hmm. of just the stuff. Yeah. So when you'd made that decision to let, actually, let's say when you propose the idea of, Hey, let's move into a smaller place and sell our house. Yeah. How did that conversation go down? He was a little, like, he didn't want to rent this small. He was pretty on board with renting, getting something cheaper, getting something, mm. you know, lower maintenance cost, like all that stuff. Our house had so many repairs and things it needed done to it. And it was just like, we need a clean slate. Um, really, what was the final kind of nail in the coffin on this house specifically was we actually moved next door to my sister. Oh. And that was you know, we were just kind of at her house. We saw this house was for rent. I was like, let's just go look at it. We went and we came in here. We walked around. The landlord was like painting and doing stuff. And he was like, there is no way we are going to be able to fit in this house. Like where, how, where's all our stuff going to go? And I'm like, oh, this will work. And I'm like measuring things. And <laughs> it was supposed to be six months. My sister has moved. My sister moved like two years ago. This was not supposed to be this long. And then we found our land and we kind of were like, all right, we can stick this out a little bit longer to be able to save, you know. And yeah, it just kind of has happened. And I've kind of like nudged him along six months at a time. <laughs> Hang in there, man. Focus on the big picture. I mean, like oh. you're not here half the time anyway. You're fine. And, you know, and then I, you know, we do, we do spend a good chunk of time at the lake and camping and things like that. And that helps a little bit too, but it yeah. does. Yeah. I love that you guys were brave enough to do that because yeah. I see so many people and I can't even lie. I think even I might fall into that mindset a couple of times of making that decision of like feeling like you're going backwards yes. because we're so told like the, the dream is to get the picket fence and bigger, the big bigger, house. Bigger. Yeah. yeah. So did you ever at any point feel that way? And if so, oh. like, how did you, how'd you wrestle with oh, that? Yeah. Uh, and I have even, I told my sister at one point when it really hit me, she was like, you know, if you were in one of those like really cheesy, like Christmas movies and you woke up like here, like five years later, you would be like, what happened? I'm poor. Like you would look at this like crappy two bedroom house, you know, it's not on totally. the best side of town. It's, it's older, you know, all that kind of stuff. She's like, you would look at your 14 year old car and you would be like, Oh my God, we're poor. What happened? You know, <laughs> where you did we think, go wrong? Yeah. So it did kind of feel like we were going backwards. I mean, we went from having like a gorgeous, like 3,200 square foot house, like a house that people came to for the first time and were like, wow, like it was, you know, gorgeous to have, we had a brand new truck, literally drove it off the lot with 12 miles on it, like this life. Wow. But in that life, it was so bloated. It was, it was fake. I mean, we really, yeah. we could not afford it. And to like this life where we're like in this like old house, old cars, 
but we're building our net worth now. Like our net worth is like 360 something thousand now. We're actually like legitimately kind of rich now, like getting there. Yeah. Like you have money. (laughs) Yeah. And we, but we kind of like look poor and it was, it was very hard. And we had that conversation with a lot of people that are like, you guys are going to hate it. Your kids are going to be on top of each other. Your kids are going to be so miserable. It's not fair to them, you know? Mm. And then it was hard to like invite people over for birthday parties. Cause it was like, what are they going to think? You know, totally. We're all going to have to be outside because our living room is not that big. Like if we have a birthday party, everybody outside, um, you know, and it was, it just, it still is kind of that, like, I don't really want people to know where I live, but then I'm like, that is so ridiculous. And then I make myself it invite is. them over. <laughs> Good purpose. for you. You're like, I got to face this fear and just get over yeah. it. And I'm like, you want to see my boat though? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have a picnic in the boat. Yeah. This is even better. <laughs> like I promise that I'm, I'm not vain, but, uh, also like I do, I do have a boat though. <laughs> I, I love that you mentioned that too. Cause I think yeah. even though like you and I talk about money pretty much nonstop, yeah. it's still one of those things where it still can impact you. It can still make you feel like, Oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? But again, mm-hmm. your big picture is to have 18 acres with a home that you have plenty yeah. of space for your kids to run around. Like that's incredible. Now I feel like I'm going to get to the point where it's, it's like now I feel like I'm super relatable in the debt-free community, but kind of like feel totally. like an outsider in my real life. And then I feel like when we get the new house, it's going to be the opposite. Like I'll fit in in real life. I'll be proud to invite people over. But then in the debt-free community, they're going to be like, oh, you have this gorgeous house. You're not relatable anymore. Oh, that is so true. It's a hard hard struggle. But then at the end of the day, you really just have to do what you know is right in your heart, what you know is your dream. And you've really, you've got to like shut out all the other voices, the people that are telling you now you're too flashy. (laughs) You can't win, right? You really can't. I know, but I'm like, you know what? I'm, that's my dream. So I I agree. Yeah, I had to, I had that, that come to Jesus myself too, with the debt-free community. When I started to realize that I was okay with spending some money on, and quite a bit of money on certain things like travel Mm -hmm. and yes, I'll have a lesser home, but yeah, I'm okay with it. And that it is really hard because you feel like you're like, where do I really fit in? It's it's really weird. I I mean, that's how I felt black Friday shopping. Like I like, <laughs> try not to check Instagram to let it get in my head. Cause everyone's like, it's a hundred percent off. If you don't buy anything, you know, like that mentality. <laughs> and I'm over here, like literally drop like $1,500 on black Friday because I, I did like it. all my shopping and I'm like, no regrets though, guys. I mean, and that's yeah. the power of a budget is like, you get to do what your priorities Yeah. It gets to align with your priorities, whatever that looks like for you. That looks like I buy people stuff at Christmas. I bought a boat, you know, but then also my house is kind of crappy. It's okay. Great offs. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. for sure. I've got to, I've got to dig into one thing that you mentioned too. You said when you guys were looking at your, your beautiful home and your truck and like all of this stuff, you were saying that on paper, it looked like you made it, but you you couldn't really afford it. How did you know you couldn't afford it? Oh man, there was so much juggling. It was constantly juggling. And also at the time, part of our debt was 
we had our starter house because they tell you, you know, your house is supposed to get bigger and bigger. Oh, you have kids. Now you need a two-story house. So we did that. We had our starter house that we bought when we first got married. We had our first daughter. Six months later, we're like, oh, we're going to upgrade to the two-story house. But we still had both houses. And then they tell you, well, turn it into a rental property. Oh, my gosh, right? (laughs) So that's what we did. Um, We had no money in savings. We had no experience being landlords. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, I was like 23, 24, maybe, with nothing in savings. Now I have two houses. Um, I also had a piece of real estate that was just like raw land. It was commercial. I was going to build a business on it, but my business went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So then I was stuck with land. So we had all like all this real estate debt and stuff. And I'm like, I'm juggling payments. I'm dodging like bill collectors. Yeah. And I'm, I knew the grace period on every single bill. I knew where I could pay in that 14 days before you're going to get penalized. I knew all that. And really our moment was we had that brand new truck and we kept saying, you know, what you always do. Well, when the truck is paid off, we'll be able to do X, Y, Z. The truck got paid off and we spent about four or five months in there. That was when I really started budgeting. I was like, okay, we got this extra money. And I'm like, okay, this is going to work. We basically did nothing with that extra money for about four or five months. Mm. And it was just gone. We didn't even notice that we didn't have a truck note anymore. It didn't help because we just spent it because we didn't have a budget. And then I was like, okay, that wasn't the problem. (laughs) Turns out, damn it. (laughs) I was like, I have no control. We just, we, we just went, went shopping with that. I don't even know where that money went. We went out to eat with it, I guess. I don't know. And then I was like, this is not working. Something is wrong. And so I start Googling like everyone does. And I'm like, budgeting help, please. Somebody (laughs) (laughs) like tears rolling down your face. This sucks. Yeah. I'm like, this is not, this is not abundant life. This is, you know, and since we dated in high school, we had all these dreams of one day we'll get married and We'll have our family and we'll do all these things. This was not the life that we had <laughs> dreamt of. This is no, how for sure. <laughs> I get that. So it just like really all caught up with us. And then it turned into getting called into the vice president of the bank's office because our house that was our rent house now was like three months late on the rent. Oh, shoot. And he's like, hey, um, so foreclosure papers have come across my desk. I'm going to need you to come in. Yeah, uh, he's like, um, you're like three years behind on your property taxes. Oh I mean, goodness. we were just like juggling everything. And he's like, this, like, put us on a payment plan. He's like, you have to catch up in this number of days or like, we're going to foreclose on your house. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and this is all <laughs> happening, like all at the same time. Our truck got paid off, but yet we're still paying our house late. We had our second daughter all in this year. This was a really crazy year. Oh, Wow. It was a lot. And then we were just That's like, all right, let's let's do some things. And it was just a very, very crazy rock bottom point. But I love that yeah. you shared that. Thank you for being so yeah. vulnerable there. Because what I see so often is 
it sometimes feels like you can afford everything because you're currently doing okay with juggling the payments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder, I'm like, when people say like, oh, I, I couldn't afford it. I'm like, what does that actually look like? So I'm, thank you for sharing that and painting that picture for us. That actually looks like getting three years behind on property taxes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. And you just, you juggle it and you think, well, I'll just catch up. I'll get a tax return. I'll do this. I'll do that. And when you are living beyond your means, eventually it will pile up. Like, I'm just going to be a little short this year. I'll make it up. What happens when you're a little short three or four years in a row? Right. You wake up in half a million dollars worth of debt and you're like, oops. Right. And just the stress and stuff too. Oh, yeah. So when you're coaching somebody, I'm sure you've came across situations that you're like, oh, been there, done that. I relate to this. How do you, how do you even begin to approach maybe pulling yourself out of that place? Because it, I can imagine it would be very drastic changes that would hurt really bad. Um, But what are some of the things that you would recommend if somebody's like, "Um, Sammy, I relate. I'm there. How do I get out of it? (laughs) Yeah. What would you do? So I think with people, really with coaching clients, it's like, all right, we got to get everything out on the table. And so it's really just like, all right, we got to get, we got to know what all your bills are. We've got to know what all your debt is, all your spending. Like you just kind of get it all out on the table. And then you're like, all right. So let's look at it from like a bird's eye view and see where we can pull back on. And a lot of times people are like, oh, you're going to tell me. I, I love it when I get on coaching calls, like the first or second call. And they're like, please don't make me stop getting coffee. Please don't make me stop going Good to restaurants. Coffee. <laughs> please, don't, please don't tell me that I have to fire my house cleaner. Like, no, I don't have many people have told me, okay, I have a house cleaner. Please don't be mad. Okay, you're, like, you're a two-income household. Like, okay, you're allowed to hire a house cleaner. Who you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and it's, so it's really, it's usually like, all right, it's a lot of consumer debt. Those minimum payments, they add up. All right, how can we chip away at this? And honestly, it is a lot of like, how can we increase your income? Which yeah. is what I think not, not enough people talk about. Sometimes it's just an income problem. There is a lot of times where I'm looking at people's budgets and I'm like, okay, yeah, you could cut back like a hundred or two here or there, maybe like you could cut like 50 out of your restaurants. You could cut a little out of this, a little out of that, but like at some point it just costs money to live. Yeah. And I think like everyone is really, every single one of my coaching clients, my groceries are really high. Yeah. Groceries are up right now. Inflation. Hello. Like it sucks. But, you know, and gas is high right now. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, unless you're a teenager driving around just for no reason, which most of us are not doing that anymore. We drive to where we have to go. We go home. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Your gas is just what it is. Like, you can't help that. Your groceries, unless you're buying a lot of junk food, your groceries are just kind of what they are. So you get to a certain point, you can only cut back so much. So unless you want to, like, sell your car, sell your house move to a different state, it's sometimes it's just like, well, can we increase our income a little bit? Can we get rid of those debt payments? It's it's just, you know, yeah. sometimes it's a little here and there stuff, honestly, unless you want to do a big change, like getting a new job or moving to a completely different place. You're just going to have to do those little here and there things until you can chip away at that debt. Mm-hmm. And it's that's so funny. Yeah. I, I see that a lot too, where 
people come to me and they're like, hey, how do I fix this situation? I'm, I don't have enough money to invest. I don't have enough yeah. money to build up my savings. Should I cut out my Netflix? I'm like, you think that $12 is going to be game changing for you? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, sure. It helps. But ultimately, yeah. I think you're right. You got to increase your income a lot of times. What are What are some ways that you recommend that people do increase their income? Yeah, I have a lot of people that obviously do side hustles, different side hustles, you know, and again, that's, it's different for everybody. It's a balance of like, what do you legitimately have time for? What do you have the mental capacity for? Um, I have several clients who will like, who clean houses. It's either like every client, like they either have a house cleaner or they're, or they are cleaning houses and like, that's their side hustle. It's like one coin or the one side of the coin. Interesting. I love it. I love it. Um, And, you know, I have people who, gosh, I had one family, they had five streams of income between the two of them at one point. My goodness. I mean, they kicked it up into high gear. Like she, she had, she actually had three, she had like a part-time job and then another part-time job and then like a side hustle, like babysitting. And yeah. And then her husband had like his regular nine to five job and then had a weekend job. I mean, they like Mm. kicked it up and they had like this big move. They had a lot of debt. And I mean, like, I feel like where where there's a will, there's a way, you know, and they knew that it was only for a certain amount of time. Like this was only a season. It wasn't forever. They had a goal in mind. They're like, all right, for six months, we're going to buckle down. We're going to really hustle and just kind of like build a new foundation that's what they did. They had to get ready for this move. They had they had the list of debt they want to knock out before the move. And then like after the move, now they're down to just one job between the two of them. Like she's not working. Incredible. They, you know, so they got to like chill for a little bit. So I think people like if you are going to do a side hustle, give yourself a goal for it. Be like, okay, I want to get this chunk of debt paid off or I want to pay for this thing. And then like remember that it's not going to be forever. And it's a lot easier, I think, to kind of do a hustle season, do a sprint, you know, or just like go really hardcore with like finding things around the house to sell or you don't want to be doing that forever. Like you don't want to be doing Facebook marketplace forever because that's a lot, you know, or eBay or like that's stressful, but you could probably do it for three to six months. You could probably DoorDash for like six months. I have several people who do DoorDash. Like I can DoorDash on the weekends. Yeah. I'm not going to do it forever, but I could probably do it for like six months. It does. Do you feel like it helps? Yeah. Sometimes that's just the little, you know, if you can put an extra hundred dollars and just kind of that like Jenga blocks of like, we're just going to pull one little thing out and then the whole thing's going to go. Sometimes that's it. You just need that little extra push. Oh, I love that analogy. That's such a good one. Yeah. And, you know, also like seasonal workers, one of my clients, she's like, you know what, I'm just going to go get a seasonal retail. I can't remember where, where it was, but just seasonal retail. And she's like, yeah, I need, that's, I'll do that for like two months. I don't care. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think that side hustles, obviously they're not for everyone. They're not for every season. They're not for every schedule, but it could be a fun little, fun little hustle season and get some things going or find some things to sell. Definitely. Yeah. I think so too. I think you never know where it leads you. I I can imagine even your business today, maybe even started as a side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know. And it's just, you know, some things like you see a lot of, you know, on, on Instagram and stuff, people are like, Oh, I became a six figure entrepreneur in like six months. 
Eh, oh, dude, that's the most annoying thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, or maybe like five years, I became like a four or five figure entrepreneur. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really an overnight thing. But if yeah. you want to legitimately like work at it and build it, yes. Like my business has grown into, okay, I can actually finally contribute to our family. After like four years, <laughs> it takes so much time. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. I, I like that you mentioned that too, because even then there's that same level of comparison where you do see those outliers and truth be told, like sometimes people, the way they even interpret their revenue and stuff, you're like, yeah. that's not legit. What is yeah. this? That's your it's gross so revenue. <laughs> you didn't pay taxes. You didn't pay any overhead right. yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I made six figures, but my take home is 10 grand. It's like, come yeah. on. <laughs> I also like, have a staff of five people. Yeah, true. Okay. That's another good one. <laughs> yeah. You're so right. It is very so, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like, yeah, you can have a legitimate online business, but it's probably not going to be like as fast of a return as like door dashing or, you know, retail on the weekends or something. So, you know. Different, different people, different, different needs. So, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah. when somebody starts to increase their income, I know budgeting was a key piece to your financial success too. How do you, do you have like any like weird philosophies or ways that you approach budgeting that's kind of unique to yourself? Yeah. I think my biggest thing is like the people always get really interested in like the different bank accounts. Like yeah, I'm very totally. big on like, I have like five bank accounts and I think that is like, it helps so many people. So I personally will do like an account for bills an account for spending an account for like sinking funds. I have an emergency fund and then I have like a big savings that I'll do. Like I have like an ally account that oh, has cool. like all the real monies over there, <laughs> yep. you know? Um, and I, and I love that. And it's just, you know, it's kind of like the cash envelopes, but all digital. And I'm just not a cash person. I'm order everything on an app, kind of. I need everything digital. I'm pay at the pump because I have three kids in the car kind of person. Like I need my need my card. I need my digital money. Um, so that's kind of like my way to digitally organize everything. And I think that that when I tell a lot of new clients, they're like, oh man, that's so genius. <laughs> I'm like only gonna put my spending allowance in my spending account. You can't accidentally spend your electric bill money or your rent money or can accidentally spend your emergency fund. You're only really carrying around that spending card. Mm -hmm. And when that money is gone, hey, you're out of you're over budget. So you're going to quit spending or you're going to get an overdraft fee. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think people start with five? Is that kind of like the secret sauce? I think five is really great or four. If you like, don't really need a big savings account yet. Like you just mm -hmm. kind of need one savings account. Um, but yeah, I've just found that it's really great. And I even like to have a debit card for my sinking fund, which I've mm. seen a lot of people will do like a savings account. And I used to do a savings account, but now I'm like, especially, you know, holidays, vacations. I'm like, I need a card to swipe. I need mm -hmm. a card to swipe. I can't, I'm not going to be doing 10 different transfers back and forth for my savings account. That was a really big game changer too. So just kind of like having those purchases in their own account. When I, if I see like target in my sinking fund, I know it was a gift. You know, I don't think that it was like groceries or something. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. Let me dig into this. Cause I, yeah. 
I think sometimes when people go shop, so especially this time of year, holidays, mm-hmm. people are maybe using their sinking funds and so they're buying gifts, but then they pick up, I don't know, coffee creamer and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. How do you, do you, like when you go to the register, do you actually say this needs to be on a separate order? Like my personal versus my gifts? I have, I I would do that more on online, like Amazon or something, just because it's easier. And then if it was like in person, I might, you know, if it's not too busy, but I would just either like kind of absorb the cost if it's like $3, you know, but I have been known to do like three to $5 transfers to like even up the (laughs) accounts of where they're supposed to be or something. Uh, yeah. I depends. That game. <laughs> it depends on how nerded out I want to be, or you know. But I always tell people, like, what is going to be the least stressful way to do it? Because honestly, we all have a million other things to think about. Even I don't really want to think about my budget all day long. I would rather think about other people's. Yeah. Honestly, so I would rather get mine automated so I can help other people. Nobody really wants to think about their money or their budget all day long. If I don't. Nobody else does. I can guarantee you. <laughs> so true. So it's like, how can we make this as easy as possible? And I tell people all the time, like, are you really going to do that, though? If it's been a really long week, if your kid is sick, if, like, your car is broke down or whatever, like, if you're stressed out, are you really going to do that? Are you really going to go through your Target receipt and highlight and be like, this was groceries. This was makeup. This was, no, you're not. Nobody you're going to go, I spent 100 bucks at Target. It was all groceries. Like, that's what I tell. I'm, I'm like, put your makeup, put your household stuff, put your dog food, put it all as groceries because you're going to get it all at the same store. Totally. It doesn't, you spent the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Unless you're trying to like break a habit, then there's not really a reason to track like, I spent exactly this much money on makeup. Unless you've had a spending problem with makeup and you're like, I'm going to challenge myself to try to get this, you know, but if you're just buying the necessities, why are you busting out highlighters and like highlighting all over your receipts? It just makes Nobody it so has much time harder. for that. Yeah. Nobody has, it, and, and you can do that for like three months, but you're not going to stay consistent with that. Like, what are you going to do on a week when you're tired on a week when you've had like a really bad mental health month or something? You're, it's going to, it's going to crumble. So make it as easy as possible. What are you actually going to stick to? And that's kind of like with the bank accounts. If you can sit down on payday every two weeks or however often your paycheck is, transfer money where it needs to go. And then that's kind of like it. Because your bills are like on auto payment. They come right out of your bills account. The money's already there. You've put money in saving funds. You've put money in savings already. Like it's done on payday in 10 minutes. You have your spending allowance. Then you just get to like worry about your spending balance. I think that's That's so free. (laughs) Yeah. I love, did you start that way or did you start with like cash envelopes? And then finally you're like, this is not, not for me. No, I didn't really even try to do cash envelopes because I already knew that much about myself. Like if I have 20 bucks, it doesn't count because there's like no paper trail for it. Dude, me too. Yeah. So I always feel like it's like free money. It like doesn't count. (laughs) If I pay for dinner and somebody pays me back, you know, like a split family or something. And I'm like, oh, I have 20 bucks. This doesn't really count. It's like free money now. (laughs) I do the same thing. So I'm like, um, cash is not my friend. I don't know. And I tell people that too. I'm like, you have to learn yourself. Right. And I, you know, there are tons of people that are like cash envelopes are the only way I can do it. It, and I'm like, well, good, 
cool. Yeah. You know yourself. And that's part of it, too, is like you've got to learn yourself. You've got to learn your habits. You've got to learn on a hard week. What are you going to actually stick to? Are you going to actually go to the ATM and pull out cash? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I'm lazy. I'm not going to. I drive right past the ATM like every day. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to get out of the car. Are you crazy? (laughs) I'm not going to wait in the line. No, I'm not going to go and get cash. So like, I'm just going to do card. I like that. But somebody else might. Somebody else might be like, oh, I have an ATM in the lobby of my work and I could so easily do it. And I'm like, cool, if that works for you. That's true. You know. With your with your accounts, is it all in one bank? Yes. All of it except for the high yield savings. Got it. All of it's at one bank. And that's another thing is like I can do those digital transfers on payday. It's like seconds and the money's there. It's not like waiting, you know, like with Ally, if you're transferring to Ally or like Capital One 360 or some of these, you know, it's like three to five business days. That sucks. Like, I don't want to wait for that, Um, which I will do for big savings goals, but not for my spending money. You know, I want to- No, you need that now. Yeah. Yeah. I want to instant. And I do keep like that little emergency fund, like a thousand dollars in that local, because like if I have to call a tow truck- or, you know, something like that. Oh, if good I, idea. I need that, like, instant, at least, a little bit. Because that literally happened to us. We were on the way to a camping trip, and we had a blowout on our camper. Oh, no. We had to call. You know, that's, I mean, it's a huge fifth wheel. Like, you can't just jack that up on a regular jack. Like, we had to call a tow truck. It was, like, I don't know, two or $300. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, it took the tow truck an hour to get there. I had plenty of time to transfer the money. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no doubt. Five second transfer, and I was paying for it, and it was like not a big deal. I got to be that day. I was more grumpy that I was hungry than that I spent the money. You know, that's a good place to be. Yeah, I was. We were like twenty minutes from stopping for lunch. <laughs> so oh my grumpy. gosh, that sucks. You're like we're so close. I was so grumpy, but I was like. <laughs> But that shows you like how much progress you've made in your financial journey. And me, yeah. my husband and I were even laughing about that. Like while we were waiting, I'm like, I'm literally more mad that I was just about to eat lunch. than I just had like a $300 blowout. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I wanted my Subway sandwich, man. Like, come on. Um, and that, I mean, uh, to me, that's like financial freedom right there. Yeah. I mean, that's I, like I in a nutshell. That's, that's it. So it gets to turn into a bad day that I was hungry. Not that I had to use my emergency fund because it's like, I'll replace it. Abundance mindset. I'll fill it back up. It'll be fine. So yeah. Yeah. That's financial freedom in a nutshell right there. I like it. Being able to eat your subway and being more pissed (laughs) about that then. Yeah. Like (laughs) that was the best lunch. That was, that lunch tasted amazing. So I was so grateful. You had to wait (laughs) nine years for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I respect Definitely. it though. I get it. Yeah. Give us some context too. So I know you guys have made some phenomenal progress, but as of yeah. today, how much debt have you guys officially paid off by doing these strategies you shared today? Yeah. So our debt total was 490,000 approximately because, you know, I didn't know I was going to share all the numbers. So it's totally about 490,000. Um, and then, you know, a big chunk of that was our real estate that we sold. But we did cash flow, like I said, property taxes, credit cards, medical bills. Like we, sure. you know, we had to pay all that off the good old fashioned way. We couldn't sell real estate for that. Yeah. Um, and then when we bought our land, we went back into about $120,000 worth of debt. 
But again, just kind of like using the emergency fund, now that we have a stable foundation, that debt does not feel like a burden because it was Mm. a conscious thought. It was a very like it was in alignment with our true goals. And we talk about it all the time. I don't really even feel like we have debt now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not consumer debt. It's not debt from mistakes. It was planned debt. And so now we're back in about $100,000 worth of debt. Um, So it's been been a journey. It has been a journey. Yeah. Yeah. But now we, we basically were, we did have some money in retirement back then, but our net worth was like about zero really when we started and we're at about 360,000 in net worth now. So high five. It has been a long seven, eight years. (laughs) It it always is too. It's like long and short at the same time. It's so weird, but I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. It is, it's been a journey, but yeah, our kids are not going to know any different. Like they've grown up in the middle of this. They don't, this is just how people live. You know, we I love we that. live, we live on a budget. We save for things. We cash flow things. One of my favorite pictures is I have a picture of our oldest daughter. The day we cash flowed our new boat, which was like 11,000, um, her holding $11,000 in cash. Oh, that's and so I was cool. like, literally, like this is how you. This is changing your family tree right here. I didn't hold eleven thousand dollars in cash when I was ten. Are you crazy? Dude, I probably barely like, held ten dollars. <laughs> I know. And I was like, you want to hold it? And she's like, oh my gosh. And, like, it. and I'm like, her life is forever changed. Like you don't, sure. you don't, you don't come back from that. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> you really don't. I think it's yeah. a really good point too. Is like. I, I love that that quote more is caught than taught when it comes to yeah. kids because it, it's very true. And even just that little moment of seeing, hey, my parents had a lot of cash is it's for sure going to change the way they yeah. approach their finances. I mean, rather than having like a subliminal like childhood memory of her parents like being at like I have memories of like being at car dealerships, like waiting for hours and hours and yes. hours and like parents like begging for a loan because like we needed a new car like our car was broken and like, and they had terrible credit. And I have, that's my childhood memories of buying vehicles. Theirs get to be like, my mom let me hold 11,000 in cash. It was the coolest day. And that gets to be their childhood memories. And like, they don't know any different. Like this is just life. So, I I mean, we, we had to do the hard work to be like the ones who went first, but I mean, somebody has got to do it. So I will gladly be first generation millionaire. I yeah. would love to do it. It's a lot of work, but I'm like, hey, totally worth it. So, <laughs> yeah, totally worth it. I think this yes. is so fun. Sammy, yeah. I have really, I've learned a lot from this conversation. I think it's really cool to see all the stuff that you've been able to accomplish. Are you, before we wrap up, okay, first and foremost, tell everybody where they can go to hang out with you. Where's the best place? Yeah. So I'm at a sunny side up life everywhere. Instagram is like my it is my guilty pleasure. So I'm always on Instagram. You can always find me on Instagram, but yeah. you know, of course I'm on Facebook and YouTube and I do have my own podcast. My podcast is kind of like on a little sabbatical right now, but there's a million old episodes for people to listen to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, you can find all my products, all my coaching services. Everything is on my website, sunnysideuplife.com. That is me. Yeah. I love it. Sammy, you are such a rock star. Before we officially part ways, are you down for some rapid fires? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. This is a fun one. Um, What is one purchase you've recently made that has made your life better? Oh, made my life better. Oh man. There's so many. Um, 
probably this computer that I'm on right now. Like it was yeah. a really, it was a really big business purchase. And I was like, it's one of those things. You use it all day, every day. Yeah, for sure. I like it. What'd you go with? I am, I'm cheap. So I just got an HP and people pick on me for like my HP love, but I'm like, Hey, it was like 400 bucks and it works. Oh yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. shame in that game. Yeah. No, definitely. No. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next question for you. This is always so fascinating because I don't have kids, so I'm always especially interested. Are you more yeah. of a morning or evening routine person? Man, I am more of like kind of an all-day routine person, but like kind of no mm. routine at all kind of person. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Tell me more. Yeah. So we have like our general routine, but like with being homeschoolers, you know, it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, if somebody's tired and they want to sleep till noon, we sleep till noon. Oh like, my God, I'm totally missing out. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's like, you know, also I have been known to work until 2 a.m. It's, it's kind of all over the place. It's just like, how, how's everybody feeling? Let's like take a feelings inventory. <laughs> it's very cheap, very hippie. Yeah. This is how we live. Um, very like laxed routines. We have general routines, but the time that the routines happen who knows? It could be any time. That's cool. That's yeah. actually really cool. I like yeah. that you were able to build a life around that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So tell us where is one location you're dying to travel to? Oh man. So many. Egypt has always been on my bucket list, which is a really random one, but I was a history major in college. And so just it's the oldest surviving civilization. That's fascinating to me. Um, so it's been one of my biggest things, but also really want to go to Costa Rica because I just want to go chill on the beach <laughs> in like the perfect temperature. So I, those are my two. Those are my two right there. I love it. Yeah. All right, friend. Final question for you. In your opinion, what is the secret to financial success? I think staying really grounded in like who you are, what you really want, kind of like what I said earlier about just kind of like shutting out the outside voices and just like, okay, when you're alone at the end of the day, what do you really want? Are you happy with your decisions or not? And I think that is it. Like if you just stay true to who you are, if you stay true to your real values, your real why, your real like, does this feel good? Does this feel like it's in alignment? And then just, and be willing for that to change too over time, because like, you're not going to be the same person six months from now that you are right now. And if that changes, that's okay. But like, sometimes we just need to like reground, realign. Um, and I think if you do that, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. Does it feel good? Does it feel in alignment? All right. Just go with that. <laughs> I love it. What a fun yeah. way to wrap up this conversation. Sammy, yeah. thank you again for sharing thank all of your you. tips and tricks with us. Thank you for having me. Of course, you're always welcome. Revolving door. Thank you. Okay, what'd you think? I love this episode. The conversation was really interesting to me. More than anything, I liked how she knew when it was time to make that change. That is a really, really tough call. And sometimes it's tough and sometimes it's easy. And you know, everyone's situation is so unique. So I really find it fascinating how people come to that conclusion. If you enjoyed this episode, do me the biggest favor, leave a five-star review on whichever podcast player you're listening to. It makes such a difference in the world of podcasting is truly one of the greatest compliments you can give your 
favorite podcast host. So I appreciate it. And I'm grateful for all of your reviews so far. Thank you so much for keeping those coming. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you on Friday for five tip Friday or next week for another episode of the money nerds podcast. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.